our, our main goal is to help Amazon sellers expand their businesses and feel comfortable doing that in Europe, in the United States. Um, and we take care of what you would say is like the, the boring tax sort of complicated stuff. Welcome to the Post Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. This is another episode of the post-purchase uh, podcast, John. I'm super excited today. We've been uh, trying to get um, this particular set of guests on for a while now. We're super excited. We have a uh, you know a very, very special guest, and we're super excited to dive into a lot of different um, ways that Amazon sellers can grow, as always, Sean. Definitely. So when I first spoke to this guest uh, on the phone, I was amazed at the the just the sheer the the vast footprint that their company has across the planet and so many sellers that they're working with so Seth and I are always wanting to bring you uh, the best information the latest strategies and a lot of variety of information if you will for us Amazon sellers who are working in our in our home vacuum uh, we think that we're all alone but actually there are tens of thousands of us out there that are willing to help each other so our goal is to bring that information out to you so. Uh, without further ado, Seth, in this episode of the Post Purchase Podcast, which you almost forgot the name of the show, let me go ahead and add special guests, uh, Brittany Dubins, as well as Laura West of Avask. Girls, say hello. <laughs> Woo! Hi, well, thank Thanks for having <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Um, I'm Brittany Dubins. Uh, I'm one of the BDO's business development officers here at Avask um, and based in the Madrid office. <laughs> Uh, my name's Laura West. I'm based in the UK office in Southampton. Um, and obviously, I have a similar role to Brittany where we, we discuss with sellers um, what they need and we try and find them some solutions. Oh, go. <laughs> Sean, uh, we, we uh, rarely have two guests, so this is going to be a fun one. So <laughs> Brittany and Laura, you guys are um, attacking maybe a similar role within um, a pretty uh, large company of Ask. But before we get in too far, um, girls, if you don't mind, let us know, you know, what you guys do. What does Avask do? And how does this set the stage for, uh, you know, helping Amazon sellers around the world? Sure. Well, um, our, our main goal is to help Amazon sellers expand their businesses and feel comfortable doing that in Europe, in the United States. Um, and we take care of what you would say is like the the boring tax sort of complicated stuff. Just wanted to take a quick moment to ask a huge favor. We don't sell anything on the show because we just want to provide you with the best content and then let you get on with your day. As an Amazon seller, you know how important reviews are. And this podcast is no different. I would be forever grateful if you could take 30 seconds and leave us a review on your podcast app right now so we can help more sellers just like you. Thank you. Now let's get back into the show. So that sellers can focus on selling more and the stuff that they love to do. Um, so we have an international team. We speak 23 different languages. And that's a my little spin if Laura wants to add anything. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, so as Brittany said, obviously our focus is 
the seller. We do work with a lot of Amazon sellers, but, you know, could be sellers from all different platforms as well. Um, and we obviously have our offices around the world that are able to communicate with tax offices, which nobody likes to do. Um, also to make sure we can assist with different levels on customs. Um, it could be for, you know, new legislation that comes through that sellers have to adhere to um, that enables them to not get blocked and things like that. So that's really our uh, our focus. <laughs> okay. I love it. So here's what I like to do. Uh, we have the the uh, the initial introduction so folks know who you are and what you're doing. But what I like to do is have you go back to when you first started helping sellers around the world <clears throat> and give us an idea of not only who your perfect target client is, but also a, a case study, if, if you would, uh, Brittany, about someone that you've helped through the trenches. You know, you kind of held your hand and steered the ship while they were going through um, a hard time in their business, you know, maybe dealing with the taxes, uh, which is sort of a, you know, it's a four letter word for us entrepreneurs. We just want to continue to make the cash register ring. Right. And not really focus on the details. So uh, let us know uh, where, where that all started and who your perfect customer is. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my background. I have a business and law background and have been in the e-commerce world for a few years now. Um, at first, I was working with an e-commerce company, selling on Amazon, doing business development. And then I have another experience working with Avask as more of a service provider. Um, and just to give you a specific case, um, essentially with Amazon, when you're selling in Europe, the big key is if you're storing your goods in a country, you want to make sure you're VAT registered. And so a very simple case is that a lot of United States clients who have LLCs, maybe they don't um, know this rule. And so they were storing goods, selling on Amazon without VAT numbers, and they had issues with the tax authority. So being able to just guide them a little bit through that process, getting them VAT registered so that they could stay compliant um, was uh, important for me. And yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So um, Laura, let's, let's talk a little bit about um, how you help sellers grow their business. Because at the end of the day, um, our podcast speaks directly to Amazon sellers who are, you know, in the trenches, entrepreneurs looking to grow their brands, grow their presence, and ultimately grow their profit. So what do you guys do on a day-to-day -day basis that helps sellers um, end up with more uh, money in their pocket? Yeah. Um, so there's, I mean, there's a whole host of different ways that we could um, assist the seller to do that. Um, so, for example, we'll have, you know, uh, sellers that contact us to get um, mainly is the, the free consultation. So um, to understand, OK, what, we, what do you want to do and what are your requirements to do that? So, for example, um, a seller wants to expand and sell into Europe or into the UK. Um, so we would um, give them uh, the, the steps that they would need to follow to do that to ensure that when the goods, for example, are imported, that they're not blocked at the border, to ensure that they're using all the best different kinds of schemes that they can use that are available in those countries. Um, so, for example, when you're importing, sometimes you have particular schemes that allow you to actually not pay certain costs. So everybody wants to hear about that. You know, that's that's one thing that sellers are very pleased about. Um, and, of course, as we're following the legislation as a uh, um, a company that is, is required to do that, um, we're able to be at the forefront and make sure that we're giving all those pieces of information to sellers. So 
could be, for example, a, a company wants to expand um, into France, for example. So we would suggest, okay, um, where are you looking to import? They might, you know, have an initial idea of what they're going to do after speaking to their transporter, but we will give them other options and explain, you know, this is what your costs are going to be for this option, and this is what your other option is, and then they can go back and reevaluate and see. Oh, okay, actually, maybe I can save some money here. Um, and so that's what, what we're doing on, on a day-to-day basis. Wow. <laughs> Great explanation, Laura. So let me ask, I mean, I understand that you you girls and your company are working with 10,000 sellers around the world, which is just ridiculous. Yes. What do you see, Amazon sellers in particular, what mistakes are you seeing sellers make before, um, and, and this is for you, Brittany, what mistakes are sellers making before uh, they engage your company of ask? Sure. Um, I would say first is underestimating the tax office. Um, and and I guess the second thing I would say is making sure you have that, that number um, for importing into countries as well as making sales. Um, and then in Europe, um, a big thing is that you want to make sure you take that VAT number and take it into account in the final sales price that you choose on Amazon, because unlike in the United States, it's not added on after like sales tax works. So really understanding like your VAT requirements. Um, And then another tip I would say is in terms of posting listings, um, making sure that the language is localized to German, for instance, if you're going to be selling in Germany, um, making sure you have French language, because that really will increase sales um, in those countries. So those are some common mistakes and, and tips that I would say. Great. Great. So, so Laura, um, when you're looking at the average Amazon seller that you're dealing with, like I said, we're generally speaking to Amazon sellers here. What are the, um, the common mistakes that they're making when they when they uh, are you know working through this regulation, they're all excited because they they're entering into a new market. They're starting to make new sales. Um, are there particular pitfalls or um, or holes that they're going to fall in that maybe they could avoid um, if they just knew what to look for? Yeah, absolutely. Um, unfortunately, there are a couple of things that can go wrong. Um, so, for example, uh, you know, a seller might be really eager to proceed and they've spoken to their shipping company and their goods are already in transit, um, but they haven't actually got a VAT number or an EORI number for those goods to cross the border. So then you'll find that, um, okay, the goods arrive to the country that they want to sell into. Um, they're waiting at the border. They haven't got the necessary um, you know, documents that they need. And so they're actually paying storage fees to the customs authorities to hold those goods when actually they want to put them into the Amazon FBA center, but they can't do that because they haven't done the necessary prep before. Um, so that's a huge, um, you know, um, mistake that that could just you know just by having that um, consultation call or just going through and, and prepping before would allow you to plan for that and say okay maybe we can't launch um, before this quarter maybe we're going to launch next quarter um, just so you've got you know everything planned out so you don't find yourself in that situation where you're just you know um, putting out unnecessary costs um, to the customs authorities of all places yeah Solid advice, Laura. So for those uh, folks that are watching this on our social channels later and listening to it on the audio version, um, most sellers, they're like, as, as you understand, expanding into other marketplaces is is just a great addition to sales and profits. So 
when should a U.S.-based seller, which most of our most of our audience are U.S.-based sellers, when should they be looking to expand into these other marketplaces? And um, when you see this happen, Laura, what do you see as far as percentage in in, uh, in sales growth uh, once they do expand into the other markets? Um, so it really depends. A, a lot of sellers, I think, can be quite overwhelmed and think, okay, if I'm going to expand into Europe, I have to do everything all at once. Um, but there are options of just expanding, for example, to the UK, where you have the shared language. Um, so that's obviously an option. Of course, some things need to be localized in terms of, you know, English, American English is not always the same as English, English. So just be careful on that. Um, so I think one thing is to to look at it. In, maybe your your turnover in, in the US is doing really well. You've already established, um, you know, your, your business and you're not having to spend all your time managing that. I think that would be a good time to look into UK or Europe or other marketplaces where you've done your product research, you know that, you know, the competition and what they're pricing their products at is going to work for you and what you can do your products at um, after taking into consideration shipping costs and also um, timeframes as well. So, um, for example, if they're looking to expand into Europe, you don't have to then, you know, start registering everywhere and you have, you know, the whole of Europe that you have to, to, to look at. You can just start in one country. So, um, in terms of where the seller is when they decide to expand, it's really um, difficult to say because we actually have some sellers that will start straight away in Europe or in UK and will just, you know, start from, from scratch. Um, we don't always work with um, already established sellers. Um, but I would say if you're looking, if you've already got an activity and you're, you're you know, that's rolling along smoothly and you're not having any issues there, then definitely um, I would say any time is a good, to, a good time to expand if, if you have something established and you're comfortable there and you're ready for the next challenge. That's really great feedback, um, Laura. So I'm going to ask Brittany or Laura, whoever feels more comfortable to answer this. And we like to keep the show a little bit tactical sometimes and give people you know, things that they can walk away with and say, okay, I know exactly what to do. So um, you guys have lots of sellers that you work with. You work with a lot of different countries. So what we're looking for, um, and maybe you can point us in the right direction, is where's the pocket of opportunity that maybe is not obvious? You know, Where should I, just like as you mentioned, Laura, you said, you know, maybe you don't have to do everything all at once, but if I'm going to pick that first step, um, is the UK the best place just because it's English speaking? Or are you seeing that the average seller is when they expand to Germany or Italy or France, um, are they getting um, an outsized return? Are they making more sales than, than what they should be basically because people aren't really paying attention? Where is that today? Yeah, I think I can uh, answer that one. Um so I would say the big four would be Germany, France, Italy, and Spain in that order. Um, Germany is a $115 billion e-commerce market. So there's a lot of potential there, a lot of people shopping online. And overall, the EU is a $750 billion market. So it's really similar to what you would see in the United States. And just to add on to what... Um, Laura said before, if you're if you're having success in the U.S., um, there's really no reason why you wouldn't have success coming over to the EU. That's great. Thank you for that. Uh, do you have a follow up on that, Laura? Um, yes, I'd say that um, after Brexit, we did that did put off a lot of sellers, yeah. which is understandable. Um, but one thing that I, I try to remind sellers is that in the UK, when we're all shopping online, we are actually restricted to buying items that are in the UK. So 
if we're ordering from the US or from Europe, um, there's going to be higher fees, a longer wait time. So actually, the competition between sellers, um, you could say, has decreased in the UK because um, now the only sellers that you're competing against, if you are, you know, holding stock and selling in the UK, are other sellers that are also in the UK. So you don't have that competition in Europe and US and other countries. So it's definitely somewhere to consider if you're, you know, you're unsure. Obviously, product research is is paramount you need to make sure that your product is going to sell and that you can price it in a way that's competitive with, with other sellers that are already existing but just taking that into account and maybe not seeing brexit as a deterrent but actually as a, a benefit and how can you actually turn that around and make that work for your business so yeah i'd say <laughs> great so uh, before we run out of time we like to keep these episodes less than 20 minutes can you think of either one of you ladies can you think of a, a case study where you brought someone in and completely transformed their expansion making it uh, an easier smoother road to travel yeah uh are you going Brittany? No, you go for it <laughs> Um, so yeah, I would say there was a case, um, where the seller came through to us and unfortunately they had a tax investigation with the UK. So as Brittany was saying, the tax offices do not mess around. They will contact Amazon and actually block your account. So you can't make any sales. And sometimes I'd extend that block to Europe or to, to other countries where you're selling, even if the problem is only in the UK. So what we did with that case is we became the correspondent for uh, that company, which is what we do. And we um, take over a, a VAT um, uh, number. So we would be the, the contact for HMRC, for example. And what we were able to do was to take over that account, um, contact HMRC, regulate all the returns and everything that would needed to be kept up to date. And they were then able to go back onto their Amazon account and restart selling. Um, after that had been shut, they had, you know, obviously the account block, um, which prevented them from making any sales. So that's just one example of how we could help. Um, yeah. That's Those amazing. Those are pretty, uh, are, are pretty uh, grueling, aren't they, sometimes? I mean, if we didn't have, so, uh, if we didn't have such aggressive tax offices, maybe we'd be speaking uh, English English instead of American English, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All we had to do is pay taxes on the T, I think. So, <laughs> so Laura, um, I don't know much about you, but Brittany, she wants more travel in her life, and she loves this phenomenon in Spain uh, known as paddle tennis so <laughs> why paddle tennis it's fun and honestly uh in spain it's really popular to have a beer after which is <laughs> it's <laughs> like the third really set so <laughs> that's why i love set. paddle <laughs> all right so so laura what's your passion um so i really like cycling so um it's my it's the way i get to work and the way i get home from work so that's that's my passion. I've actually done a, a cycle tour from the Eiffel Tower to Blackpool Tower. So that's okay. from yeah Paris to the north of England. I don't know if you've ever dared to go there. <laughs> I don't know. How did you cross the channel? Did you cycle did on the train? Boat. So we oh, cheated a little bit on the yeah. We we didn't <laughs> swim it. Um, but no. So but were you actually cycling on the boat? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Just make sure you're not going into. I did have a break on the boat. I, so I've been nice. through the channel myself, so I love that. Only only going east. I didn't come back the other way, but yeah. Wow. Uh, good time. So, Seth, we're a little bit out of time. So, you want to uh, ask a couple fun questions and then take us out of here? 
Yeah, definitely. So Brittany, let's start with you. So we always ask two fun questions at the end just to um, peer into your experience in the world. So Brittany, what is your favorite business book? Yeah, I, I would go with um, The Online Hustle by <laughs> Melanie Shivangu and Angelos. Um, yeah, I think it's a great way for e-commerce sellers to have good insights into expanding throughout the world and definitely recommend it. <laughs> the Online Hustle. Yeah. All right, Laura, what about you? Um, So I would have to say um, probably the same. It's very short. (laughs) It's a a short book that you don't have to spend too much time and the tips are really straight to the point as well. So you're not, you know, a lot of times when you read a book, they have, you know, a 10-page intro that you have to sort of get through. (laughs) Um, But this one, this one doesn't. It's, you know, straight to the point. Um, So, yeah, I would say the same. I like it. Great. This is this is amazing. So uh, thanks so much, girls. My name is Sean Hart. That's Seth Stevens. This has been an episode of the Post Purchase Podcast. We're looking forward to having you ladies over on a on a webinar where we can dive a little bit deeper into a VASC. I uh, loved hanging out with you here and uh, definitely appreciate you uh, spending some time with Seth and myself. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see you soon. Until next Take time. time. Yes. Take care. Please take a second right now and share this podcast with someone you know that would find it valuable. The fastest way for us all to grow is to grow together. And if you haven't followed our podcast yet, do that right now so you won't miss out. I'll see you on the next episode.